just want you to know I'm thinking about you today. I'm praying for you, and I love you. Call me back. Hey, Mandisa. This is Dan. Just want to check in, see how you're doing. Just want you to know I'm praying for you, and um, I hope you're hanging in there. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, Mandisa. Dave calling. Hey, I've missed not hearing from you over the last several weeks, and I hope that you're all right. I want to remind you that you are a daughter of the Most High God. So give me a call when you get a chance. Love you. Bye-bye. Hey, good morning, Dee. Just checking in again. I just really would love to know how you're doing and um, just know that I'm praying for you. And I really, really, really miss your friendship. But I know that you're walking through a dark time. I just don't want you to walk through it alone. So um, I love you and I'll be here when you're ready to connect. It's me again. I just want to say, I know you're trying to push us away, um, but that's not going to happen. You're my friend for life. I'm not going anywhere. And I'm going to keep bugging you until I get you back. Mandisa, it's Chan. I'm knocking at your door right now. Can you open the door and let me in if you're home? Um, just wanted to check on you to make sure you're okay. Talk to you later. End of messages.
Can you get the urge to call and see if all is well? Do you ignore it or go for it? Is this human or divine? All these promptings tell us something. There are proof that he is
Let's ask the people that we are accountable to stand in front of to pray with us for healing. We all bleed the same. We're all beautiful when we come together. We all bleed the same. So tell me why, tell me why we're divided. Woke up today. Another headline, another innocent life is taken in the name of hatred. So hard to take. And if we think that it's all good, then we're mistaken. Cause my heart is breaking. Are you left? Are you right? Pointing fingers, taking sides. When are we gonna realize we all be the same? Face 
you will forgive our sins and you'll heal our incredible land in the name of the only savior jesus christ amen Hello, hello, everybody. I'm back. Let me get a drink here for a minute. My throat's a little wacky. All right, my community. Welcome back. Welcome back to our second night. Now, I want to say this. We will have another study Friday and Saturday on Chapters 1. Um, after this, I'll be doing a video and pu pushing it out before Sunday. So, it will be posted. And people can pass it around or look at it if they wish. But right now, we're just focusing on the podcast. As I said, April, around Passover, I will be opening a radio station. It'll take a few weeks to get it situated where I can do podcasting and radio at the same time because they offer it. But I'm going to take a trial for 30 days, and then we'll go from there. It may even be the 1st of March. I don't know. It all depends. It takes time to get that stuff structured. So I'll see you there. So let's continue on Esther. Introduction. So we are on 11. It says, like Esther, you will learn how to yield to the call on your life and submit to the Ruach Hodesh for purification and processing or the Holy Spirit. And believe me, you will yield. I did. It's some people, it's a short process. Other people, it's a long process. It's a lifetime. So we will talk that a little bit later. Twelve, Esther went through a season of preparation, physically and spiritually. So will you, as a woman. Thirteen, you will see how her respect for prayer and fasting made her humble, the humble vessel Yahuwah or God used to rescue individuals turning circumstances and delivering a nation. In other words, she not only saved herself and her uncle Mordecai, or cousin Mordecai, who was a father figure, but other people. 14. Esther was a woman of clear judgment, courage, and self-sacrifice, as we all have to be. 15. Esther was lifted up from exile and poverty to being queen. Think about this, ladies. In the case of a man, it would be kings. Okay. 16. She did not allow her background to determine what Yahuwah or God could do with her future. <clears throat> that was 16. 17. If you sense you have an Esther anointing on you in the inside, then discover what you have been designed to influence good example the father is leading me into things i've never even thought i would think possible ministry now he wants me to start a music industry uh, ministry a radio station and now i'm uh, involved with politics which i never thought was possible quite a gamut and i'm not a religious or political figure in that aspect, I usually go to church or synagogue once a week, Messianic synagogue usually, and then enjoy it. But now I'm getting a little more, he, he guided me first to the church. 
I, I joined the ranks. I'm the only one in the whole congregation that's Jewish. The rest of them are Gentile of other nations. They're my brothers and sisters in faith. I see no difference. We all worship the same creator. And then he leads me to start my ministry. Just just a month after I wrote a letter, after that I joined him, after I was baptized by the church, just a month, not even a month after that, I started this, ra- this podcast radio station and set up my ministry pages and everything. Less than a year. Within that year, he guided me through the process of everything he wanted from setting up a ministry at home to what I've got here. And then all of a sudden, he made it very quickly clear what he wanted me to do. I was to join Impact Church. I go, but Papa, I'm different than them. And the feeling was, does it matter? They are no different than you. In me, all things are unified. They are my children. So are you. And I stepped out into the waters, very scary waters, and I've obeyed, and he has done things, tested me um, each step of the way. I, I wrote the I wrote the former president five times. I've received two letters from him, brought one letter before the church and keep the other one. Matter of fact, let me bring that out as proof. There we go. Before me now, I had recorded this earlier. Since then, <laughs> I've had some little critters get to it. And this is what the letter says. It says, Dear Miss Annapole of Arnton, Ohio. Dear Miss Annapole, thank you for taking time to write and for your support. As president, it is my honor and highest duty to uphold our cherished freedoms and ensure future generations of Americans flourish under the blessings of justice and liberty. Our America's story is filled with proud patriots like you who work hard each day, each and every day, to forge new frontiers of greatness. Together, united in our resolve and deep love for this nation, we will continue to build a stronger, safer, and more prosperous country for all Americans. Again, thank you for writing. The First Lady and I, our best wishes to you and your family. Sincerely, Donald J. Trump. Many people say, and the first letter I received was God-inspired, God-written, that he believed in God. Many have judged this man for his character and what he's about. I never judged him. I seen him as he was, a God-fearing man. They, What we have now, and I'm not going to make comments, but the Father has made comments. He calls them fools. Okay? And that's all I'm going to say. So, we have finished, almost. We've got two more here, and we're going to read them. It says, the greatest thing that can happen to you in your life, the greatest source of empowerment you can have, is when you discover your position in the prophetic unfolding plan of Yahuwah, or God. And it says, 19, you are unique, a unique factor. You're anointing to do and get acquainted with your anointing and become more and more aware of what you are here to do. Our Father that's in heaven, or our Abba, I use the Arab term right now, our Abba in heaven, 
revealed to me what my future is. And it's written in stone. I'm not going to discuss it. I've discussed it on many other podcasts. We're not going to go that route. I did that because we had a certain group that was on here, which is not on here anymore, sadly. I hope one day they return to listen to my podcast as I go along. That was the main driving force that made me restructure and restrengthen and have courage and have boldness about what I say. I speak from a heart of the Father, not my own. And what he tells me to teach, I do. What we are going to do now is a declaration and a prayer to activate the Esther anointing in every woman's life. (coughs) That's very vital. I'll have my eyes open, but I'm still going to pray it from heart. And I want you young women to do the same, or whatever age you may be. Whether you be have the Esther anointing to influence the younger generations, or if you be a young 20 or 17-year-old that is finding your way, that believes. I want you to pray this prayer and seek out the Father. I did, and he's led me to where I am now. No, I don't make money from this. No, I don't make any causative. I haven't asked for anything. I let the people do their own free will, and and what I get goes to the church or whatever is needed. I don't give a causative action. I just give. I help people. That's my nature. And my nature is to give. It is what I am. So let's go over this prayer. And I'm going to read it now. A declaration of prayer to activate the Esther anointing. Declare in the name of Yeshua, or Jesus, that I will arise as a mighty woman of Yahuwah, or God, for the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept me. I will rise to a new life. Father, help them. I declare that this is a season when old things are passed away and all things are become made new in my life. Yahuwah or God is calling me to be active duty in his heavenly army. I declare that this is a time when the heavenly father will make all my Yahuwah or God-given dreams and aspirations come to fruition. I declare that this is my time and season to accomplish and live in Yahuwah's ordained purpose or God's ordained purpose and destiny in my life. I declare that I will rise from fear and embrace the courage of Adonai or Lord. Oh Adonai, I thank you that you are extraordinary, extraordinary Yahuwah or God, who will accomplish extraordinary things through me. I release myself from my self-imposed limitations. I break every limitation that the enemy has placed upon my life. Adonai, you are, your words say, loosen thyself, O captive daughter of Zion, from Isaiah 52, 2. And in the name of Yeshua, I will loosen myself from every limitation, barrier, obstacle, demonic mindset that has kept me from meeting my full potential. 
No longer will I be deceived and trapped by the traditions and the opinions of men. I was created for greatness. I was created to be Yahuwah's or God's glory carrier throughout the earth. I will rise and be radiant with the glory of Adonai. Let the glory of Adonai shine through me. I am a beaming lighthouse of hope for many who will sit in gross darkness. Adonai, give me the words of wisdom that will guide and influence many. I will not remain silent. No more silence, ladies. No more silence. I break every demonic conspiracy designed to keep me silent. I won't let past failures and disappointments keep me from silent, being silent. I will open my mouth wide and Yahoo and God will fill it. <clears throat> Yahuwah, give me ideas, insight, and concepts to being deliverance to me, to bring deliverance to many. You have anointed me to impart grace to those in my sphere of influence. The words I speak will re release life to a hurting generation. I am not in this world by chance. I am not in this decade by chance. I am not reading this book by chance. I am a modern-day Esther. I stir up and activate the Esther anointing through prayer. I embrace my inner and outer beauty. I declare the power of femininity is being awakened inside of me. And we will say, in the name of Yeshua, our Savior. Papa, hear these words as the ladies over there speak. I ask you, give them blessings of encouragement and hope as I preach hope into their lives. And if there's men, the same, children, the same, youth, the same, young, the same, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 year old, it doesn't matter. Give them the hope to see that they are needed, whatever that need might be. In the name of your precious son, Yeshua. And amen. All right. So let's go over the final um, two pages. And then we will call it a night. We are going to go over the types, fasting types. You've got the David fast, which is a 21-day fast, and is a three weeks of fruit and veggies. Then there's the Esther fast, which is what Esther did, three days of dry fasting of beans, lentils, rice, with water. And then Yeshua did a 40-day fast, uh, which is a 40-day of fast, no food, just water only, no meat, or any food for that matter. All these fasts also contain prayer. You got one, worship and praise, two, petition and intercessing, three, supplication, four, thanksgiving, five, spiritual warfare, six, oblig obligor obligatory, seven, lamenting, eight, deliverance, nine, guidance, and ten, contrite prayer. These types of prayer represent the type of things that you will go through depending on the type of fasting you will do. The types of prayer is adoration or praise and worship. Prayer, when you worship and praise in music and the word. Petitioning, very intense prayer and continue for hours on end. It's a type of prayer, hours on end, hours or after hours. Thanksgiving, giving thanks to God or Yahuwah for an answer. A prayer that's been answered. 
answered prayers, supplication, giving prayers for someone in need of healing or help. Spiritual warfare, given when Shaitan or Satan and the devil, demons or devils that he has, are attacking you. It usually involves retribution or rebuking. Obligatory is a prayer of a vow or oath to God is given. Uh, a prayer of lamenting is a prayer of crying out to Yahuwah for something in tears. Remember that. That's lamenting. A prayer of deliverance is asking for salvation, healing, or financial release. A prayer of guidance is a prayer asking for the Father to help you in matters that you are dealing with, whether it be financial, spiritual, whatever it might be. The final prayer is a contrite prayer or a contrite heart. A prayer of the heart that is read to give in for somebody who is ready to give in and let go, asking for strength usually. So there is our evening. I went a little bit over. So chapter one, our next chapter is taken from trauma to triumph. So that's what we will be going over. And it touches in the first two chapters of the Esther series. We will read that in between. Um, but we are finished for this evening. And I will see you next week. If you touch bases with my web pages online through Facebook or whatever, you will hear my uh, causeway. So I want to say pray for our nation. Pray for Israel and Jerusalem. And I'm going to say Shabbat Shalom. We've had a wonderful evening. Bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sacred Elohim, Dominant Pro Ministries. This is Kim Mitty, your local rabbi and minister here in Lawrence County, Ohio. And let's see that with a light heart. Well, happy Purim. This is the final day of Purim. It actually ended at sundown, so I'm doing our final Purim reading. I'll probably end up completing this week's, and then we start Chapter 1 next week. Remember, Friday and Saturday evenings, right here. So, we left off talking about what is the Esther anointing, and we was on number 15, so let's see what it says. It says, the fear of Adonai and hatred of the enemy will be the driving force of these Esthers. Okay. Many of these women will demonstrate authentic beauty, embrace their identity, and manifest the power of Yahuwah, or God, in feminine form. Now, remember, the Father created both man first, and then woman come from the man as an equal. Now, as a sub-equal or a sub-part, we equal the whole body. Now, let's look at 17. These women will develop strategic holy alliances with male mentors. As Esther did, as Esther did with Haggai and Mordecai to demolish division and competition between men and women. Eighteen modern-day Esthers will have an anointing to gather people around the purpose of Yahuwah or God. Anointing women with the Esther anointing will understand the times and seasons of Yahuwah or God.
We go on to look at this analogy. 20. Women with the Esther anointing will facilitate gathering and fasting and prayer to plead for the life before the courts of heaven and earth. Women with the anointing of Esther is one of influence, righteousness, boldness, wisdom, femininity, and favor. Favor of the modern day Esther will carry its not, not for selfish gain. 23. Women understand that Yahuwah's favor is to be used for their assignment in the earth. 24. Yahuwah's favor that they are able to bring forth grant petitions even by ungodly civil authorities. Interesting she should say that. Okay, I was texting a message. So let's look at 25. Women with the Anester and anointing who have favor cause policies, rules, regulations, and laws to be changed and reversed for the advantage of the kingdom. So this is what we'll see in God's kingdom. Now we will touch on all aspects of what Esther was about. In the next four or five chapters, starting with one. And I will go over here, these chapters, before we continue. Because we're just doing the introduction of the book right now. Chapter one, taking from trauma to triumph. Chapter two, favor for your assignment. Chapter three, the power of your perfume. Chapter four, awaken to destiny. Which is very important. Chapter five, rule and reign with a scepter of prayer and fasting. Which in that, that is a chapter that we cover the different types of fasting. We'll only touch on those fast different types of fasting in the introduction. Chapter six, break free from the orphan spirit. Chapter four, walk in bonus and courage. Chapter five, rewrite the decree. Chapter six, teamwork makes the dream work. Chapter ten is designed for influence. So that is what we will be going over the next several weeks. So it looks like an eight week span. Monday, as I touched basis before, let me find my cards here. Monday is our prophetic community. Now, I won't be starting that right away. So, Monday will be a prayer night, probably for about a couple months until Passover. And that's when I'm going to start our eight day Passover. I start the prophetic community when we're a little bit further into the Esther series. When it ends, the prophetic community starts. Um, that's April. Later part of later part of March, early April. Tuesday is men's night. 
Wednesday, women and children. Thursday, a full prayer and music session. Friday and Saturdays will be our Esther series in the morning or evening. And Sunday, you will get a recorded service every day. So it's a full week of doing God's will and learning of God. So that is our list. So let's get our next so many pages complete so we can go into our next part of the series next week. And we will think of what that one will be. Are you a modern-day Esther? This is how you identify modern-day Esthers. Are you on your own journey? Are you just discounting the significance of your life because you are a woman who has lost hope in seeing the promise of Yahuwah or God's fulfillment in your life? Here's another question. Two, maybe you are thinking there have been so many troubles, terrible things that have happened in your life that Yahuwah could never use you. Maybe you said to yourself, I've made too many mistakes. Three, the entire framework of the Esther anointing is rooted in a reversal of destiny. Reversal, remember that. This is talking about men or women, but the Esther anointing refers to the women mainly. Now, here's where we start getting into the story of Esther. Number four, the, the Esther story is an example of how one critical moment in history, the covenant promise of Yahuwah had made, were fulfilled, not by his own miraculous intervention, but through a completely ordinary event. So remember, he not only uses the miraculous to do miracles, he also uses the ordinary, mundane person that comes out of obscurity and history is wrote about him is what he's saying yahuwah or god will take an ordinary event in your life to fulfill some extraordinary promise to you the book of esther is full of hidden hope remember that this station was started for a reason revolution one is going into its next phase to where we will offer much more and my audience will be able to talk to me through a service this was started just as a pandemic hit or just before it hit it was supposed to be a means to reach younger men and women with hope there is life after death there is somebody that can give you that life if you so choose we have a choice we have free will. We have free will in choosing the Father and the Son or going to everlasting torment. Now, I'm not scaring you. These are the facts. There's some that choose death over life. I chose life. And I've seen a miraculous change in my life. I've seen blessing after blessing and promises made that will be kept. But mainly, this right here is a blessing that came from it. I was living in the world even as a safe person and I didn't really think about my father above. I thought he was too distant to talk to or too distant to deal with. Turn my phone off here. The noise is bothering. Um, and I didn't think that my life meant anything. I had lost a lot. I had lost things that normal people not every day lose. And I had a lot of bitterness and a lot of pain. Knowing that, I was angry at people 
because they were healthy and I was sick. I didn't think I could do anything. I was ready to give up. I have a mother that went finally sick. My husband got down. I have no children. I lost all four of my children in two pregnancies. My health is on a rock, rocky teeter. I could be here one day and gone the next. I've lived 44 years of my life with cystic fibrosis and cardiac asthma, and I'm still here. <clears throat> trying to figure out what the father had for me to do and why I was here. Why didn't he take me home? I was angry at everything, everyone, including him. So I turned to things I shouldn't have, and I do regret it. But he forgives. He's a forgiving father. He's not a father that hates. He's a father that loves. I don't care if you're saved and you've walked away. Come back home. He forgives. But you got to repent for the forgiveness. And if you're unsaved, the only way to the Father and to everlasting life is through his son, Yeshua, or Jesus the Christ. He died on the cross. He shed his blood. Ultimately, he gave everything and rose again the third day. In this, there's hope. The hope of a new life. A hope of knowing your destiny. A hope of knowing your purpose. Otherwise, you're just going to go through life with nothing. Wealth and fame doesn't make a man wise. Human knowledge doesn't make a man a person. And it certainly doesn't say they are something they are not. It doesn't make you happy. Money, wealth, fame, fortune, all that. It means nothing. If you're going to go into a second death. Because without it, you have no life. Without him, you have no life. Because this life is worthless. Land, power, fame, all that. Yeah, it's good. If you're unsaved. But does it really make you happy? Does it really make you a person that you should be? That's the question you have to answer yourself. If you're an agnostic, an atheist, and you question God, you question, does God exist? Go to the living word and you will find the truth. If you're Muslim, you will find the truth. I did as a Jew. I found the truth. And the truth sets you free. For it is written that the Torah... And the prophets laid the foundation of truth through the Father. For we are told by our hearts, he will teach us and ingrain his Torah or law in our hearts and minds. My people didn't understand that qualification is a spiritual thing. For it is written, we are to love our Father with all our heart, mind, and soul. Heart, mind, and soul. We are to fear and love him. And we are to honor our neighbors as ourselves this is a foundation principle so let's go on and see what number six we went over seven it is the book of in the bible that does not mention the name of yahuwah or god or jesus or any of or yeshua or any of that yet the message of yahuwah god's grace and redemption permeates each word eight on the surface it appears as though Yahuwah or God is absent. But Esther's story proves that he is always at work behind the scenes in our lives that causes us to walk in our destiny in the earth. <coughs> Nine. Yahuwah reveals destiny to his leading ladies who keep him as their priority or men. 
in this case, we're talking about women. So this is a semi-women series. So this would be why we are talking about women. But it could be men, too. They could be a, a spiritual type Esther as a man. I'm not saying, you know, physically, no. They're male. But their soul can be. They could understand the woman's plight. They have understanding and hope. Let's go forward. Ten. It will identify characteristic traits that you must develop in order to fulfill your destiny, lead you to know how, when, and where your unique gifts operate best, show you how to uncover and guard against snares that will keep you from boldly walking in your assignment and give you the motivation and encouragement for your needs to move into the place of significance. Remember that. 11. Like Esther, you will learn how to yield to the call of your life and submit to the Ruach Hodesh, or the Holy Spirit's purification process. And it it is sometimes a little time-consuming. So we will come back in about five minutes. I'll do another recording, and I'll be back in about five minutes. Thank you. See you then.